You're listening to the Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio Family of Podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the classic version of the Nerd Table. I am your host, Eric, and with me, I have two of my best friends. First, we'll introduce Dan Peck. How are you, Dan? How's it going, Eric? Uh, I'm glad to be on the show again. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's always great to hear from you and uh, and and our other host, Chris. Chris O'Mealy, how are you, sir? I, I did not realize we were using our NPR whisper voices for this introduction. This is a this is I not honestly, an introduction. This is a seduction. This is a seduction. We're trying to seduce our followers now. Uh, it's we're going to turn this into a different kind of table. Oh my! I have no idea. <laughs> oh my goodness! I literally just wanted to steal the intro from you. For finally, you just, you just wanted it. You just wanted to NPR yourself in there. That's what you wanted. I really. Did. <laughs> how, how did it come across? How that was awesome. That was great. That was I couldn't I couldn't have come up with a better introduction. <laughs> that was perfect. I was like, oh shit, did they pull something around me? And I was like, well, I'll play along. I'll do my fucking ASMR NPR <laughs> this, voice. This could have been planned beforehand, and you just wouldn't have known it. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is a, uh, you know why we're all in good moods because we're recording on Friday instead of Saturday. So everyone's yeah. in a better mood because we're further away from Monday than, than need be. <laughs> That's why everyone's in a better mood today. And, uh, I'm on my new work schedule where I don't have to work on Fridays anymore. So I can get all my podcasting done in one day for release throughout the weekend. We're on our brand new schedule. So now people can start their Sundays with us instead of Mondays. So now every Sunday morning, you get to hear our wonderful sultry voices. Turn off that, turn off that public Sunday morning public radio, which is always awful, by the way, and listen to us instead. And your way to your place of worship where you then have to cleanse yourself to rid yourself of the stench of us because Especially we are after that intro. <laughs> we are not church friendly in any way, shape, or form. So So enjoy that. But yes, this is episode thirty-two of the Nerd Table, and I'd like to thank everybody for the wonderful feedback that we got on last week's episode featuring my wife and her friend Kate. You may have opened up a can of worms that you are not aware of yet by giving them such positive feedback, and we'll see where that goes. But they had a blast. All of the, uh, the, the feedback has been positive, even from people who can't stand Taylor Swift and still appreciated the episode. I won't mention that person by name who messaged me about that and told me how much he was rolling his eyes at everything positive about Taylor, but he still had a good time. See, I told you that was going to happen. People were still going to have a good time, even if they don't like the subject matter. That's what we're about here. We're about having a good time. Because we ain't we, here we for a long time. We're not here we for a long time. Interviews. We should. We need more people. If you guys... If you think you're interesting enough to be on a podcast, please let us know. I mean, I'm boring AF, and here I am doing it. So you've got to at least be able to 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 cope with that, right? Like you've got to you got to be able to match me in one aspect. If my if my dumb boring ass can do this, so can you. Thankfully, I'm a delight. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, all the cool stuff on CKCC Radio. 
accessible to you. A new website on its way. You can go to ckccradio.com right now and see absolutely nothing. <laughs> see a bare layout of a website? An absolute bare layout of a website. Uh, this is all stuff I plan on doing with my extra time here is really getting a crunch on that website. But once it's really up and going, you only have to go to the website and then you can just click to each individual podcast and find the episode that you're looking for. There'll also be links to our partner shows, which include the Blake and Sal show, the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, and now our latest partners, Sick Minds of Matt and Eric, featuring our very own Eric. This is your chance to plug your show here, bud. Oh, uh, yeah, I have a show. You should watch and uh, listen. It's, I, I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's uh, me and my friend Matt. We, we talk uh, just about video games and anime and anything that's really on our mind. Matt's actually it's, been on this show twice. So, yeah. If you enjoyed, so if it, you enjoyed his guest yes. spot, you'll love this episode. He did the Christmas countdown with us because Eric wasn't available. And then the Christmas special happened. Well, he suddenly was available. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> crazy times, crazy times. Yes, it's but... all about this freaking house, man. This freaking house is like, I knew that it was going to be like, take away a lot of my time, but I didn't realize how much of my time. If, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> no, none. No, okay. it makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I don't own a home. I rent. It, it's one of those things where like, okay, yes, I know I'm going to be doing a lot of the repairs and I'm going to be spending more money on certain things. But then, but I, I feel like I, I could be, I could plan it, but it's just not planable events. Like the last time we had to delay the recording because my fucking shower broke. Like <laughs> how often does that fucking happen? <laughs> like, God damn it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> But that's the other thing that kind of works with our new recording schedule is even though it's preferable to do it on Fridays, in the event of a delay emergency, we can still record on Saturdays. And Hell, we have all day Friday. We could do other recordings. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can do other stuff. We could we could record on a Friday evening if we really needed to. But with the new schedule, we're going to move the Among Us streams to Friday nights so you guys can watch us then. And uh, Saturday is probably not going to be much with me going on in the way of, like, streaming and everything. Uh, basically, Friday for me is now, because it's my, my three-day weekend, is now going to be my creative day. I'm going to do all my creative stuff on Friday so that it's done and that I've got my weekend free to do other stuff. Because as much as I love doing this, I also occasionally do like getting out of the house, which is still vastly overrated, but still something I do enjoy on occasion. But so thank you guys. Your continued support means a lot to us. And you get to hear, it's probably already up by the time you're listening to this, more than likely, but Eric and I are launching a new show, mini-series format, just like Chris Ranks the Universe, where we'll record when we can, but it's all about the theme park world. And it's called Park Hopper 101, which is an insidey term uh, that it was two two directions that Eric and I both wanted to go in that we combined into one title. I wanted something with the Park Hopper name because that's the term for when you buy the ticket where you can go to multiple parks. It's a more expensive ticket, but you're not stuck at one park. And Eric wanted the 101 because 
101 is code for a ride going down at Disney. <laughs> Something we're well-versed in, aren't we? <laughs> very. Very. Very, very. So by calling it Park Hopper 101, we get our inside terms down, but it also creates the idea that you're taking some kind of a class and learning about stuff because, you know, physics 101, basic stuff 101. This is Park Hopper 101. So we get the message across while also getting in a subtle hint of insidiness. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. The pilot is going up probably... I'm probably posting it Saturday the 20th, so by the time you're listening to this, it's already up, I hope. Parring any major issues where I can't upload it, I'm sure that would be the case. But, yeah, it was a really fun pilot. It was a long pilot, almost two hours of, of just the two of us. And for those of you guys who listen to this show, if you are versed in the parks, if you're passionate about them, or you've worked there, the purpose of the show will be a roundtable discussion show. And I've always wanted to do a regular roundtable discussion show on this channel, so this is a good way to start doing that. So check that out. Uh, what a, You guys got anything else going on you want to plug? Uh, Dan's got the Twitch going on. How many days now? Indeed. Oh, we stopped. <laughs> stopped. I just... Uh, so, the uh, reason why I just appeared last week during the, during the recording is because my internet went out for two days. For over two days, just fucking died. Ugh. What? So, you, who do you got? I got AT and T, the fiber. It was just our box was dead. Uh, um, rough. So. That sucks. Rough. So I don't know what I would do without internet for two days. That's fine. That's crazy. Nope. You know what I did is I played the one game on my PS5 that didn't have to be online, and that is Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's just it though. Like we we always we, there's like that big stereotype, right, about how kids these days and our generation can't survive without the internet. But like, like yeah, if I lose the internet, here's the thing: I still have tons of stuff on my hard drive. I have entire video game libraries on my Raspberry Pi. I have a huge DVD collection. I have tons of books. There's no way I wouldn't... I could lose my internet for an entire week, and it would be frustrating, but I could still do a lot of stuff. In fact, losing my internet would probably force me to catch up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And let me finish, also let me finish The Legend of Drist, book four, The Crystal Shard. It's so now good. I'm starting book five. There you go. I'm reading Ready Player Two, and I'm just past the halfway point. I'm not feeling this one like I was feeling the first one. Without giving any spoilers away... I'm not a big fan of the direction that I think the story's going in. And whether I'm right or wrong, I think would actually be irrelevant at this point. I'm just, I'm not feeling what they're doing with this one. I feel like the first book was perfect. It ended on a perfect note. And then the second book kind of, kind of undoes some of the things that happened in the first one. And it's just an excuse to get deeper into the 80s pop culture stuff. 
So there's a lot of rehashing, but the story isn't as exciting this time. Uh, but again, I don't know. I have to finish it to really figure out where I'm sitting on that. I just know that my opinion right now is somewhat of a general consensus among people who've read it. So I have high hopes, but I also don't have high hopes. Uh, how's your book series going, Dan? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's official Dungeons and Dragons books by R.A. Salvatore about Dristo Erden and his friends. The first three are actually prequels because he was writing his ser- series and he's like, you know what? I should flesh out this character. So he wrote three prequel books. So you start with those nowadays and then you go into the other books. So right now they're trying to find the ancestral home of the dwarves, specifically the ones where his friend Bruno is from. <clears throat> they're heading there. Did well, a, meanwhile, did, did a dragon take <laughs> did a dragon take their mountain and is now sleeping on a pile of treasures? Maybe I don't know. I mean the uh, the the uh, prolo- the uh, opening part is about dragons. He writes about why dragons are awesome. But dragons so, are awesome. Also, I I've read four books and there has been two dragon fights. Ooh, one was just a distraction so people could pass by the dragon without getting killed. And the other one was a full-on dragon fight where they killed the dragon. So They slayed the dragon. Did he drop a lot of loot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, enough that an entire people were able to be saved. Because there was a big war about to happen. And the dragon's horde was enough to make sure they made it through the winter after the war. So, it was cool. It's cool. What are uh, There's like thirty eight of these books, by the way. Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> and I have the first thirteen on paperback and the rest of them digitally. So like I have enough books and just the series probably to last me till after I die. Because I don't read I don't read too fast. There's a lot of dragons though. What's your what are some of your favorite dragons that came out of uh, pop culture? Cause there are there are some famous dragons. There are some famous dragons. Well, if I could imagine imagine some dragons. Oh, it's th- those oh, guys. That's a terrible pun. <laughs> yeah, but but you laughed, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> that well, I mean, there's always there's always Smaug. Or if I've heard okay. it pronounced Smaug, which is incorrect, but whatever. Smaug. Um, what do you guys think are more, I mean, I guess, na- I mean, I would say Smog is the most one dragon, but I guess it's probably Toothless by now, because there's 30 of those movies and everyone loved them, so. Because Toothless is amazing, he's a Night Fury. I've seen approximately zero seconds of those movies, so. Uh, Shenron is mine. Uh, yeah, I should have, I should have known you were going to go to, with the dragon. Yeah, because you're a fucking weeb. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Speaking of being weebs, I have officially started Yu Yu Hakusho at high recommendation of Eric and Matt after listening to you guys talk about it on here. And then after listening to Sick Minds of Matt and Eric, where you're like, it's the goat of animes. It's the best one. It's so good. And I'm only five episodes in, but I'm already having a great time. 
So it's, it's a classic, man. Yeah. It's a classic. So for people who are un- unaware of what Yu Yu Hakusho is, because I was unaware of what Yu Yu Hakusho was, but and I, don't spoil anything for me because I really didn't know what I was getting into going in. But basically, in the first episode, he dies saving a little kid's life. And he's trapped as a ghost, goes to the spirit world, and has to endure a challenge to get his life back. And he proves himself worthy. He get Where I am, he gets his life back, and now I'm going to see what he's also gained, because now he's going to be... Now he can see stuff that he couldn't before. So he basically gains some powers out of this. So... But it's entertaining. It's funny. It's, uh... The character is actually pretty relatable because he's kind of a dick. Who can't relate to that? Eh, Eric? Uh, yeah. I can't relate to that. I am. (laughs) Like I said before. As we get feedback, the biggest dick on the show is Dan. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Oh, I got a big dick? Well, he says he's a delight. I'm I'm a delight. But yeah, uh... So far, I am enjoying the ride. This definitely seems like something I'm going to like. It's 112 or so episodes, so it's got a decent length to it, but it also... I know it basically has four major arcs. So yeah, I'm going to... I'm definitely going to be enjoying this one. And since I kind of got on an anime kick a little bit there... I decided to acquire an anime that I've always wanted and never actually owned before, and now I have it. I now own all 26 or 27 episodes of Cowboy Bebop and the movie. Oh, and I oh have, that's so good. I haven't watched that in a very long time, so this is going to be a very, very fun rewatch for me. And I don't I even think I've seen it the last movie. Year. So, yeah. You know... I just caught up on um, Demon Slayer, which is something I, I like. really just started watching recently, and I can't wait for the movie to come out. And now I'm watching another anime, which sounds kind of ridiculous. It's called Fire Force, and it's about firefighters, but it's so good because it's not what you expect it to be. Like, fires happen, and sometimes the fires are caused by people, not like pirate like people starting the fires but they like uh spontaneously combust and they turn into these demons and they have to fight them and that's the premise of the show oh and i can't believe how entertaining and like how much of a con like that's a really good fucking concept and the anime is good because of it Anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was a ridiculous anime that I started watching, and now I absolutely cannot stop watching it. No, please. Please share that. That's what this is all about. Um, I have discovered, and I'm, I'm going to make this so that the non-wrestling people can appreciate this. I've discovered a new favorite pro wrestler. His name is Danhausen. Dan, are you familiar with Danhausen? Uh... Haven't seen him, but yes, I know a lot about him. You know the, you know the. So his gimmick, Eric, is that he's basically a Swedish death metal guy. That's his gimmick. He talks. And he's got very, the black and white face paint. Looks yeah, like he it. like he's got like a cape. He's got a bunch of tattoos and everything. He's got like spikes and everything. The black pants. But 
he's just a wacky gimmick character and he's always in character and he talks with this very weird voice. Where he's like, this is Dan Housen and I'd like to speak to all of my fan Housens. And like he always puts that emphasis on those words that rhyme with Dan. But what's funny about him is he has an explanation for everything. So like there are people where you see a ridiculous pro wrestling gimmick and you're like, why are you like that? And they don't have an answer. Dan Housen does. I'm like this because I talk like this and I act like this because it makes people pay attention to me and I want money. And if that's not the most relatable thing I've ever heard in my entire life, I don't know what else is. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the most perfect thing, though? (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's, of course, that's, of of course I'm acting like this because you're going to give me money. And then somebody asked him, it was, it was the wackiest thing, right? Like, you know, in wrestling, you can't use foreign objects like hit somebody with a steel chair. You get disqualified. Well, he carries around a bag of human teeth with him. And what he does is when he takes his opponents down, he puts the teeth in their mouth. And he says, because people are so disgusted by human teeth that it, it distracts them. They get grossed out and they vomit. And I can now pin them because they're taken out of their game. And the referee can't disqualify me because teeth aren't foreign. You already have teeth in your mouth. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. So I am officially a fanhausen of Danhausen. 100% a fan. Dude, even if you don't know anything wow. about wrestling, look this guy up. He's so wacky. And it's just, it's it's absolutely perfect. Eric, I got to introduce you to Kaiju Big Battle, too, because one of my friends wrestles there. <laughs> it's uh, the whole it's a wrestling promotion. Right. But in the ring, they set up a miniature city and all the wrestlers dress like Kaiju. And that's what the matches are based on. And my friend the backdrop, too. It's oh, it's so funny. my friend Charles, who wrestles under the name Juan Jeremy, also competes as Dusto, the evil dust bunny monster. And they've got Dr. Cube, the guy with the... He's just wearing, like, a, a papier-mâché cube on his head with angry eyebrows. All these yeah, wacky he's the, things. He's the, yeah, he's the mad scientist that makes some of the kaiju. Because he's trying to take down a good guy. Oh, that's great. Dude, you'd love it. Kaiju Big Battle. And it's spelled B-A-T-T-E-L. It's, it's spelled improperly on purpose. To mock some of the old translations of things like when they would try to translate stuff into English and they didn't know the proper spelling. Dude, it's so perfect. See? There's something in wrestling for everybody. I can always tie be, If they're doing more than Mania, they should have a show on it. They usually do. They should. They should. We are actually in WrestleMania season two, so I am, I am a little more excited about pro wrestling than I normally am the rest of the year. Because at the end of the year, I'm all about Halloween and Christmas. But at the beginning of the year, I'm all about snow and WrestleMania. And then summer comes and I'm just hot. Because I'm... Remember remember how summer was great when we were kids because we were off from school? And then we realized as adults that summer actually kind of sucks as an adult? Yeah, summer is the worst. And I I don't know what it is about being a kid, but... Do you feel like you handled the heat better when you were a kid than you did? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I think for my case, it's because I had significantly less padding back then. <laughs> yeah, we, we were definitely less <laughs> fat. But, like, <laughs> there's something about, like, I don't know. 
I feel like summers didn't feel as hot, but now I'm just like, I open the door. I'm like, woo, no, fuck this. I'm back inside. Yeah. Also, I think summer was officially ruined for me after Florida because I have a better appreciation of summer now that I don't have to endure it for as long. Like, okay, sure, Pennsylvania gets hot. It gets very hot. But the real big heat waves don't come until July. And they last until about mid-September. So in reality, you only have two, two and a half actual months consistently of unbearable heat. In Florida, that shit goes from March to November. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is true. It's just so bad. I'll let you know once I experience the summer up here how it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you <laughs> kind of. And it's been pretty chill. Okay, here, not here from him for another year on that. Yeah, I was going to say, I know in North Carolina, your summers start early too, but they don't. But- but they're not as unbearable as Florida because I've been I've been through both states in the summer and I know that you felt significantly cooler than the state I came from. I mean, Florida, you just can't breathe. Right. You got to chew the air before you can breathe it. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well just grow gills at that point. It's fucking so humid. <laughs> might as well be water <laughs> just swimming through that shit. What a, but you have to have a positive summer memory, right? So what are, what are, what are some of your, your best summer memories? Because for me, it was always family vacations and the, the summer I studied abroad. What was her name? Uh, my wife uh, listened to the show. So my mom listened to the show. So we will not discuss that. <laughs> that was a full year before I even met my wife. So I guess it really wouldn't be that bad to talk about, but... I I didn't know one of her names, so we'll just leave it at that. She didn't speak English. It's one thing I will say that like was pretty awesome about living in Florida is whenever you go to spring break, you're going to Daytona, and it's right around the corner. So spring break, even though it says spring in the title, it's fucking summer in Florida. <laughs> so... I guess spring break is my favorite memory. You mean spring break? Woo! Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy down here. <laughs> you you heard the, the news stories. Like, we have bad crazy, and then we also have good crazy. And Florida shows the extreme on both of those. Well, Florida man is a thing. Like Florida man is a thing. <laughs> you could, you've seen that thing, right, where you Google your birthday? And Florida man to see what what uh what article you get, guys. Let's do it right now. I, I'm totally doing it right now. All right, well, let me pull up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we're not doing the. We don't, you, don't, you don't do the year, right? You just do the month. Just the just day. do the the month and the day and see what you get. Um, and I'll give you mine right now because I got it. Florida man removes women's kidney during back surgery because he thought it was a tumor, accompanied by a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger screaming, it's not the tumor! Fantastic. What do you got? I have Florida man accused of masturbating in Walmart toy section turns himself in. (laughs) To be fair, that is probably more of a Walmart thing than a Florida thing. A Florida man landed in jail on Tuesday after police said he was caught with nearly 200 illegal 
illegally obtained lobster tails in his car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, guys, do it. Google your name and the birthday stuff. Like, you've got to, you got to do it. It's so. What is this? Uh, Naked Florida man starts fire while baking cookies. This also happened. Oh, no, that's September 6th. Yeah, mine's yeah. just illegal. Well, one, of top, one of my top three is from February 4th, and that's not my birthday. <laughs> it's not, the day it's not even close. In. Your birthday's December 15th. <laughs> that's <laughs> what guess. I put in. Yeah. Well, mine I'm, actually. Guessing, I'm guessing the date comes up in the article somewhere. Probably. <laughs> not. Not in the thing. Well, I before I read you my article title, I did check to make sure it was a November 17th article, and it was. So I, I wanted to make sure it was accurate, because you can just okay, look yeah, up. yeah, yeah. It's like the ongoing story of a guy, and the most recent update is a February 4th. But okay. the inciting well, incident was a December 15th. There you go. There's, there's a bunch on mine, man. This one is probably my favorite so far. Florida man arrested after using the wanted poster uh, for his Facebook profile pic. That's a flex. That's what that is. Have you seen oh, the, the, the Twitter thread? It's the um, it's the guy that he he's like actively uh, communicating with the police department because they've got a, a warrant out for him, and he's like responding to them on Facebook. And they're like, hey, there you are. Would you mind coming to see us at a certain date? Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he doesn't show up. He goes, sorry, I had to cancel our date. It's it's not you, it's me kind of thing. And it's just a whole troll thing. And then the last thing is him posting a selfie outside the police station going, about to go see my date now. <laughs> Can't dodge it anymore. <laughs> and it was just it's just a funny thing. Wow. I don't know. I've never I've never been arrested and I've never had a warrant out for me, so... Have you ever been handcuffed? No, I have not. Not I like was, it was just a, de- well, it was just I've, a demonstration. I've been handcuffed, but it's not that being uh, arrested and being handcuffed times? is not mutually. Oh yeah, exclusive. all right. Yes. Time out a second. Yeah, if we're talking. <laughs> okay, hold on. You were talking about like handcuffs because you you had to be detained. No, that's never happened. I have one hundred percent worn handcuffs before, and I will not explain the reasons behind that. Well, I will because mine was I was in a demonstration. <laughs> that is different. So a sexual demonstration? No, I know it was it was actually like people. It was uh, um, at the BOCES that so they're learning law enforcement stuff. So they were just you know showing basic stuff how to, how they come on, how they come off, how useful they are. You can oh, if yeah. they try to do anything, you can just turn. All you gotta do is put a little pressure in this direction, and you might break their wrists. And it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that works. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe don't demonstrate that on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I do is like put like literally like one finger worth, and you turns your wrists almost inside out, and you're like, yep, that would stop me from trying to do pull some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, definitely would stop me. <laughs> I mean, demonstration purposes. We in Boy Scouts, we were touring a jail cell, and they jokingly locked us in there and pretended they couldn't find the key, which was always a good time because you know it's just to tease the kids. Fucked up, Boy Scouts. Were you in? Oh, we went to a local prison when I was in Boy Scouts. 
Really? Yeah, I was in Boy Scouts for one year, and we did the we did the prison fourth yeah, dude, grade. It was, it was fun, actually. It wasn't even Boy Scouts; it was Cub Scouts. Now that I think about it, yeah, technically it was Cub Scouts because I was fourth grade. We weren't even Weeblos yet. I wonder if I didn't go just because you know we live in Florida. I mean that that would be a dangerous place to to take. Yeah, we went to, we went to county, and you know what they make you do in county? Be some tall man's tutor. Toss the salad. <laughs> I I love the uh, the references about like prison noogies and everything in Big Bang Theory, and then Leonard just looks at Sheldon and goes, "Is Ernest goes to jail the only prison movie you've ever seen?" He goes, "It scared me straight, Leonard." <laughs> uh yeah freaking handcuffs no i have either of you ever actually been arrested though no eric not been arrested however i have been detained okay i was um 13 i was 13 and we went to a uh what's it called a Navy exchange, which is basically a supermarket type store for, um, for service people. Right. So anybody from army, Navy, national guard, doesn't matter. They can go there and they can get super cheap, uh, groceries and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, tax it, was free. The, it was part of, was part of the commissary when we were growing up, when I was growing up. In my right. Navy. I wanted to say commissary, but it's, it's a little separate, right? Because it's, it's, out in the public, it's not on base. But uh, our, so... ours was like right next to on base. <laughs> oh, really? It was like right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went there with a friend, and I did not know this at the time because I was looking at the uh, PlayStation games. I was like the PS One games. He went over to a different section where the Game Boy games were, and he was putting them in his pockets and stuff like that. And I got detained uh, because I was with him. Mm. That's kind of BS. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, the hell? Like, follow me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? He's like, no, man, we gotta go. We gotta go. And they pulled us up and like, take everything out of your pockets. You too. And I didn't have anything. Like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and See, uh here's my thing, like I've if that ever happened to me and somebody was gonna go down with me, I would not let that happen to them at all. That's just me as a human being though, and unfortunately I know people who wouldn't feel that way. Like, I got really mad at uh this happened at one of my previous hotel jobs, and I won't say which one or what I was doing, but a coworker and I had to go get supplies to bring back to the hotel. Uh, I wasn't in charge or anything like that. I'll put it that way. Actually, no, that's not true. I was his direct supervisor, which made me even matter. And he just shoplifted a candy bar right out of the store. As we're going back, he just pulls a candy bar out of his pocket and starts eating it in, the, in my car. And I'm like, I did not see you pay for that. And he just starts grinning. And I got so mad. And I'm like, dude, first of all, A, I ain't going down with you. And he's like, I wouldn't have let that happen. I'm like, oh, bullshit. I know you. <laughs> I know for a fact that you would have let me go down. Second of all, I'm your supervisor. And you're, gonna, you're not going to hurt my job because you can't shell out 85 cents for a fucking Snickers bar. And he goes, but it was, you know, he's just, he was just a cocky guy, you know, but it was easy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, just, uh, just don't 
Like, I've never shoplifted anything because I don't have the balls to do it. Because I'd be I, the most paranoid person in the world. I had accidentally shoplifted, and I, I'll have to explain this. So you ever go and uh, to the self-checkout stuff and you start scanning things? Yes. So I thought I was scanning certain products, and I didn't realize that the machine wasn't scanning what I was scanning. It was just putting in its own thing, and I had paid for it. I'm like, oh, this is super fucking cheap. I think it was like I ended up paying $35 or whatever, and I know I scanned some coupons at the time, and I was just getting normal stuff, but I also got a controller for um, a PS4 at the time. No, PS3 at the time, sorry. And I know that those are like fifty fucking bucks right there. That would even so that would have been your thirty five dollars right there, probably. Exactly. So I'm just like, and it was Walmart, and I was like, huh, this is fucking weird. And I looked at the receipt, and it's just scanning candy bars, bro. The thing, the candy, you know how they have the candy around the register, so if you get like hungry or whatever. Yeah, that's strategy. I know why they do that. Yeah. And it and works. So every you know time, how many times that works on me when I go shopping by myself? It's bullshit. And they also have the little things of the soda uh, right there, too. Yup. Right. Every so time. every time I, I went to go scan something, all I was doing was cutting off the laser that was reading a candy bar that was on one of those trays. And then when I moved it away, it scanned the fucking candy bar. So <laughs> I bought like $35 worth of fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome right there's so a I'll wrestling check- story about self-checkout a wrestler her name at the time was emma her real name is Tanil. oh my god this is a terrible story uh she did a self-checkout at walmart and unknowingly stole an ipad case this led to her being fired and almost kicked out of the country yes she almost got deported what? So, because she didn't realize she she wasn't intending to shoplift it, it didn't scan properly. When she walked out of the store, the thing went off. So they they stopped her and they arrested her for it. And then WWE was like, "This we have a zero tolerance policy. You're fired." So they fired her. And because she's Australian, she lost her work visa and was about to be deported from the country. And the social media backlash was so intense. WWE getting flooded with these horribly angry comments from people because it was like iPad covers are like 15 bucks at most if you get one of the good ones. Also, self-checkout fucking sucks. And self-checkout can fuck you up. And the backlash was so intense that they had to post a statement on their website reinstating her and saying that, but we will we will investigate future incidents, blah, blah, blah. And people were still pissed about that. And, yeah, that was one of those things that it, it did not go over well. And this all happened all. in, like, two or three days. Yeah, it was like a two or three day thing. I mean, the backlash was insane. It was immediate. Immediate. Tell you who's not going to be stealing anything ever. That person. (laughs) That's the thing. She wasn't even stealing it. She wasn't even stealing it, which meant the arrest was BS and everything because she got out of everything. It was an accident. They never actually charged her. But the what almost happened as a result. Oh, well, let's do a zero tolerance thing. And then, oh, my God, because she's a she's a foreigner on a work visa. That means she has to leave the country now. Well, this might be bad. 
maybe we should put some PR in there, but we still have to act like we're the good guys. And oh, that's back backlashing too. How about we just take the whole thing down and try to pretend this never happened? <laughs> Why aren't they letting us forget that this happened? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a... Yeah, self-checkout is... I've, I'm always leery about self-checkout. The thing that killed me was the one day I had to go to CVS and pick up some medicine. It was like it was like I was running low on my allergy pills or something. Or I needed cough medicine because, you know, you can't cough during a pandemic. And I always get, like, that seasonal sickness where I develop a cough that I have to try to control. And... You can't go to self-checkout with stuff unless it's – so you have to get somebody there to, to scan their card and everything to confirm that you're of age. And I literally waited for like 10 minutes, and I would have just walked out of the store and just said, screw this, except I really needed that cough medicine. <laughs> and I was so annoyed by that. And I'm like, I literally only went to your self-checkout because you had nobody behind the counter, and now you're doing this to me. I am very upset right now. Yeah, I'm against the very idea. That's a job for someone to have. I mean, and I and the funny thing is, like, where the first place I saw self checkout, like at a in mass, was in, when I was visiting Oregon one time. And Oregon is one of the states where, and you know this because you're from Jersey, still has gas pumpers. It's legally required for yes. someone to pump your gas because that's a job someone could have. Is that's, the reasoning they give yes. for it still for it still existing. And I'm like, meanwhile, your Walmart down the street is more than half self-checkout. Well, that's the, that's the other thing, too, right? Is like the job I just came from, one of their justifications is that this is a job where a robot could do this. So they want to try to use that as a justification to not pay us as well as we could. And I'm just like, uh, I, no, a I robot think- can't do my job. I think I'm on both sides of this because I want people to have jobs, but at the same time, automation is the reason why we can be so wealthy, even though we're poor, right? If you really think about it, like Warren Buffett has an iPhone. We, we can go and get that same exact iPhone. And the only reason that like we can get it is because of automation. Had it been specifically designed for him we would never be able to like get that. The things that he can get that we can't are are things that require human like thought. So like he can have a butler. We're never gonna have a fucking butler because you can't automate that, right? You can't automate a cleaning service. Uh, you can't automate these things. But I think, I mean, and unless you have some sort of disability, everybody can pump gas. I was doing it when I was seven. My parents right. would be like, "Go, go, boy!" <laughs> it's it's too cold in this car. You pump the gas. <laughs> I get it. So, I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, like there there are some things that I think, like uh, just as an example, I like that Taco Bell has an automation option when you walk in that you can just put your order on the thing and you don't have to necessarily interact with the cashier. You can just type it in and then it goes to the back and they'll prepare your order for you because there are times when 
I walk in and I don't know exactly what I want at that moment and I kind of want to scan the menu for a second. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that being the option. But because I, I need these people to still have their jobs because if they don't, then I can't have Taco Bell. If I know exactly what I'm getting, I'll go right up to the cashier because then I don't have to worry about hitting buttons. They'll do it for me. Because I'm not going to get preachy, but I 100% believe that if a job is considered essential, it should be treated with respect no matter what the job is. And if I demand Taco Bell, therefore everyone who works there is essential to me. And trust me, I demand Taco Bell. I, I agree with that. Maybe not the demanding Taco Bell part. I've gotten a few. Uh, a few. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I still demand Taco Bell. <laughs> I've never. That's um, the thing. That's the big stereotype, right? It's always Taco Bell, blah, 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 makes you sick or, or gives you this. That's the one restaurant I've never had that issue with. I've eaten tons of Taco Bell in one sitting, and I've never gotten any kind of crap from it. Same thing with McDonald's. Even though their burgers are definitely worse than Wendy's or Burger King. By far, they're worse. They've never given me the runs afterwards, but I've gotten that from Burger King and from Wendy's. I've gotten it from Wendy's. I have gotten it from Burger King almost instantaneously ordering that fucking <laughs> Impossible Burger. <laughs> yeah, forget that <laughs> thing. I've never eaten that thing again. Uh, what was impossible I, was get, it getting through my digestive system. <laughs> That's I will say I have gotten it from Chipotle. Ugh, there you go. Hey, Brandon, Al Urias, if you're listening to this, he, this guy tried to push Chipotle on me so much and the same thing happened to me. I was unimpressed and it made me feel sick. Apparently, it's the location that I went to. So, Brandon, I accept your challenge and perhaps this weekend I will try Chipotle at a different location and we'll see if that one works for me. But trust me, I was not impressed. Not at all. Don't, just don't get sick. You just started a new job. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Well, I mean, yeah, and I wear a big freezer suit, so if something starts gurgling, I got to take off those pants before I take off my regular pants. So I'm just saying that might be a good thing to uh, to avoid there. Well, that's a fun way to uh, to spend some time on this show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the talk we're talking about food and poop again. We already we already did that. The other week, and we're trying to not be so gross. I here. mean, it always comes down to that. Hey but man, I, you, you got to poop. But I, I can be gross. I can I can tell you a funny story, and uh, I'm going to apologize to my mother in advance for this because she's probably she's probably going to get really embarrassed that I tell this story, but I have to because it's really funny. So, our uh, nerd table fan group on Facebook just reached 69. Nice. Exactly. That's exactly why I posted that, because I wanted the replies. And I got all the, the gifts that I could have wanted. And then here comes our buddy Rob, not Rob from our Among Us streams, who's like, I don't get it. And I immediately replied, I'm like, well, neither do I, until I learned what it meant. Story on the nerd table, and I promised I would tell it. The time I learned what 69 means. So, I don't remember how old I was, but... I was old enough that I, I wasn't old enough to know what the C word was, but I was old enough to start learning what innuendo was, right? This so this is probably like fifth or sixth grade ish age, more than likely. When you're really starting to learn, 
You've already learned your swear words. Now you're starting to get exposed to the other stuff. <laughs> penis, jokes, penis jokes, etc. Right. Because I'd already taken sex ed, so I was familiar with anatomy at this point. And I had already discovered the internet, so I was very familiar with anatomy. But I hadn't quite explored enough to know why 69 was funny. And I heard my friends giggling about 69. And of course... You're at that age where you don't want them to know you don't know something because obviously you can't expose yourself like that. So I did the one and only thing I could do at that time. I went home and I asked my mom why 69 was funny. And my mom starts laughing hard. <laughs> She's really laughing. Not because of what I asked, but because she realized she now has to explain this to her adolescent son. So you want to know what my mom did? She drew me a picture. Mm -hmm. She pulled up, a, she pulled a sticky note because we always had sticky notes next to the phone for taking messages. Yeah. She wrote the six and the nine and explained what they represented. And I started laughing and then Politely explained that that was a sex position because she knew I was smart enough to understand what that was at that point. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And that became just one of the funniest stories. And every now and again, just to just a teaser, I'll be like, hey, mom, remember, you taught me what 69 means. And she never forgot because she always remembered that, too. Mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mom. But, you know, that's a funny story. <laughs> you know, damn well, that's a funny story. And now everyone knows it's a funny story. Did you guys ever have your parents have to explain something really embarrassing to you? But it just kind of had to happen. I mean, Nothing I never... Like no. I never I had the, 69 from, from my best friend in, like, middle school. So I was actually probably behind you by a year. That's why it's funny, though, right? Is because well, at least your friend would have taught you, but I was too embarrassed to ask why it was funny. I didn't want them to know that I wasn't in on the joke. Eric, did your parents ever have to explain anything funny to you like that? I'm trying to think. Um, they taught you what a rusty trombone is. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I really don't. I know there's been plenty of times they've embarrassed me, but like not to teach me something. Oh, there have been plenty of times I've embarrassed them too, but you know. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Exactly. Exactly. But, hey, this is what we're all about, right? So, I think this would be a good time on the show to do our entertainment challenge. Since we're going to be inappropriate here. So, the challenge this week, we took the week off last week. And I was hoping that was going to encourage people to play more. But we only got seven entries. That's okay, though. I wanted you to take something that was for children, whether it was a title of something, right? It could be the title of a, a movie or a show or a book or a, a song or a nursery rhyme, something geared towards kids, and ruin it by making it for adults, by making it R-rated. Are you guys ready for these? Always. Let's do this. All right. Our first entry comes from pro wrestler Joey Image. And I'm, I knew if something something inappropriate was going to come in, he'd chime in on this game. And he came up with the Tele Chubbies. 
and then parentheses wrote, not referring to weight, which is a funny jab because he's always making fat jokes about himself. Yeah. I the, like it. It's funny. The telechubbies. It's getting, a, it's getting a point from me. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a th- yeah. three points right there. Okay. Here is our loyal patron and friend of the show, Randy Moyer. And y'all know the Disney movie Enchanted, right? Well, this is I'm Enchanted. From- yeah. I'm familiar with it. I've never seen it. I have, yeah, I haven't seen it, but that's the one where Amy Adams plays yes. a princess that ends up in the real world, right? Well, this is Enchanted Penis. I don't know how I feel about it. Uncreative. They just threw a penis on there. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my! I know what I said. All right. So. Yeah, I I can't I can't give it a point. Okay. Sorry, Randy. Dan. Same. Nothing. You get nothing. I hate I hate peer pressure. I co-sign. Sorry. All right. Here comes our friend Brian, aka Mancubus. And instead of Barney the Dinosaur, we have Barney the Sex Offender. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> he does look like a sex offender, though. Wow. Oh, <laughs> girls. Well, goddamn, son. <laughs> I mean, if any dinosaur is going to be a sex offender, it's fucking Barney. <laughs> Point. With his friend BJ? I'll give it a point. Yeah. Concour. Okay. Uh, we have Loyal Patron. By the way, uh, speaking of patrons, I did launch my new show, exclusive for patrons, patron.com slash club for only $5 a month. This is a completely uncensored show. The pilot is up for free. So check that out. If you want to hear me rant about stuff, uh, that's something you're going to want to check out. I believe my first episode is going to be about Dr. Seuss versus WAP. Because that's topical. But subjects that I refuse to talk about on these shows, I will talk about on those shows. Eric, you might want to get in on some of these, by the way. It sounds like it. I'll join you. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. There. You guys have a reason to to pay $5 a month to hear this. I am going to. There's the guy, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I am going to put out one one a month. Or one a month. Jesus, that's the theme park show. One a week to make sure the patrons have weekly content. Uh. And I will record them at my leisure, or if I can get Eric on board to rant about stuff. But yeah, check that out. Uh, Matt Hardman, who's already a patron, host of the Race Nerd Podcast, he'll already get to hear these episodes. And his entry is Chippendale's Rectum Rangers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a point for me. Darn, Neil killed him. That's a point. That's a point, and... Earmark that motherfucker. Oh uh, yeah. Also earmark that for me. Yeah. Okay. That that was easy. <laughs> Chip and Tails Rectum Rangers. God damn it. I love that show too. Uh, these are these just sound like you, you ever see those parody pornos that like have yep. terrible name puns. That's exactly what that sounded like. Oh, I'll give you a uh, a teaser for our upcoming stupid sexy podcast. It'll actually be uh, Monday's episode, but. The episode we're going to review 
is called like father like clown and at one point crusty walks past a springfield porno theater which is showing for your thighs only crocodile done me and dr strange pants and i i always love those those parody porno titles that would make for a good game. The problem is finding a porno title that they haven't already done. Because it's probably oh, even bring it out. to our attention. It's probably funny anyway. Just fucking put it out there. Uh, yeah, we could we could try for that. Yeah, okay. Our next entry comes from our friend Patrick from Interventions, and uh, Patrick, I believe, is moving on to a new adventure at uh, Main Entrance Operations as a coordinator. So good luck to Patrick. Congrats. Yes. His entry is the Cummy Bears. <laughs> That's just fucking gross. Grew up in my mouth a little. All right. Point for me. That's a point. And it's gross. It's a point, but it's disgusting. It really is. <laughs> uh, from friend of the show, loyal patron, host of the... Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks Podcast. It's our friend Jeff Trelowitz with Pussy Patrol. That's just Paw Patrol with cats, right? I mean, that's not inappropriate, right? Right? I mean, we all like cats here. Uh-huh. I love cats. Dance, 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 dance. So, that'll be a point. I'll give that a point, yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people really wanted to stay on this uh, this Disney kick here. Our final entry comes from friend of the show, Tom Dickinson, culinary teacher out in California. He's been part of our wrestling community. Tom's been part of our loyal community for a while here. And this is Cocktails. Not is this supposed to be like ducktails, but like yes, but with chickens, of course, of course, <laughs> they're roosters, not ducks, obviously. Cocktails, ooh, that airs right before the cummy bears, by the way. Bouncing here and there and everywhere, and then before Chip and oh Tails rectum rangers. Oh my god! I don't know. I think cummy okay, bears are the latest, the, the last one. <laughs> It might be. Depends on how the rectum goes. That has to be post-watershed. Yeah, that's a point. That's a point. Definitely. Point. That was easy. <laughs> All right. So, are we in agreement that Chippendale's Rectum Rangers is the winner here? <laughs> Chippendale Rectum Rangers wins the game. Yeah. When there's danger. <laughs> oh, my God. When there's danger, indeed. So, good job. Good job, Matt Hartman. <laughs> Damn it, Chippendale's Rectum Rangers. Uh, I was going to do Jay Winger's idea, which was the merger thing, but I realized I was getting the game up later than I intended. And then I realized we moved the recording day a day earlier, so I couldn't just push it. So I was like, I got to come up with something that could get entries faster. But I'll try to do Jay's merger game next week. Uh, so I, I do apologize for that, but thank you for the uh, the entertainment here. And one last plug before we move on. Dan and I do the slideshow show on YouTube. If you go to the Club Kayfabe Creative Community official YouTube channel, you'll find a show called 20 Pictures, a slideshow show. Eric, you're going to want to get in on this for one of these. Basically, what we do is 
We just show each other a slideshow of pictures. We don't know what we're going to show the other person. And we just react to them. We just recorded two back-to-back episodes, which is usually how we do it, is Dan makes a slideshow for me and I make a slideshow for Dan. No knowledge of what's going to happen when it comes in. I already have a couple of ideas I would do for you, Eric. Just to give you an example, um, for Dan, I found 20 pictures of some of the women in modern pro wrestling, because Dan and I are both big fans of women's wrestling. And not for the reasons why everybody would probably think we are. I know. I Although mean, that too, that that is a reason. But yeah, I I love seeing the women do exactly what the men can do, sometimes better. And then Dan prepared a slideshow for me to react to. Whose list was it? Uh, Time. Time magazine. Time magazine's list of the top twenty greatest MCU villains. Of course, Thanos was number one, and it just kind of divulges into conversations. Go check out the playlist, dude. Tell it me what you think, and I'll come up with a couple of ideas for you. They're fun, dude. Maybe you can even prepare a slideshow for us and we can all react to stuff. Oh, three-way slideshow shows? Oh, yeah. We could have fun with that. But, yeah, you, you might be on board for that. So this is something that Dan had had uh, talked about in the group. Or not, not in the group, but he had messaged us. Um, with the formation coming up of Paramount Plus and just the fact that a lot of us grew up in the same era... All of us have memories of the Nicktoons. And when you guys listen to our theme park pilot, you'll hear why Eric wanted to go work at Universal. Nickelodeon was a big factor there. We all grew up on Nicktoons. So what we're going to do here is a segment dedicated to Nicktoon memories. So what I've done is I've pulled up the list of Nicktoons that have existed And I'm going to go through them one at a time. We can talk about what we've seen, what we haven't seen, what we liked, and what we didn't until we basically run out of Nicktoons here. And we probably are all going to stop around the same area. So Right around around Angry Beavers. Yeah. Uh, I went a little further than that, but not too much further. So let's let's start with the OG Nicktoons. These three Nicktoons aired on the same day. And that was Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy in that order. So we'll start with Doug, August 11th, 1991. First of all, did probably, you watch Doug? Yes, it's probably the greatest Nicktoon. You think so? I mean, I, it, I think I think Rocco it started it off. The best one, actually. It, it's, it's a tough one I, to, to, to put among them. It's high on my list, but... Yeah, it is definitely, it is definitely one of the best. Top tier. Tier. We'll say that. Top tier. S tier. S tier. It's above A. It's S. But yeah, it was uh, It was great. Of course, it's about a kid in junior high who has a... He keeps a journal. Don't call it a diary, because then he freaks out. And he's they got... Bluffington. Yes, he, he just moved to Bluffington. He's meeting all these new people. He's got a wacky best friend. He's got a girl he's got a crush on. Uh, he's got a rich neighbor, literally dinks. Expensive. Yeah, literal dinks, because that stands for double income, no kids, which is why he's got all this rich stuff. Um, yes, it looks like they live in a town with nuclear fallout because everybody's a different color. In fact, Doug and Patty are the only two people who have regular skin tones. Just about. Everybody else is a wacky color. But... Weird blues and purples and... 
But the, the Simpsons are yellow, so who cares? So, uh, uh, growing up, we finally got cable in our house one day, and I came home, and they were doing a Doug uh, marathon, because that night, a special episode of Doug, the debut of Percy Femur. Oh, I remember that episode, yeah. (laughs) Whereas Roger was more of a make-fun-of-you bully... Percy Femur was a physical bully. Yes. He was also related to Mr. Bone. Yes, get it? Because his bone and his name is a bone? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bone, yeah. That was his nephew. And that's just it. Roger Roger was the... Bone became married to a guy named Femur. Of course. Of course, uh, Roger was the stereotypical bully, but he also had some some positive moments too. He was he was just the the punk kid who came from some some form of poverty, so he was just kind of lashing out in that way. But he still he was humanized in a couple of episodes, which I appreciated. I think I think everybody remembers Skeeter pretty fondly. Doug's, <laughs> Doug's blue best friend who who always honked. Mosquito Valentine. Also, what I always liked was the soundtrack was basically just one guy making noise with his mouth. Every now and again, you'd get a real instrument, but he would just be like, And Billy West was the voice of Doug. Yes, he was. Red M&M, Honey Nut Cheerios B, Philip J. Fry, Stimpy. Billy West has been everywhere. Yeah, Doug was a great show. Now, I'll touch on this really quickly because it's not a positive, but that Disney remake did not do it for me. It should not even no. remake. It was a continuation. It, it shouldn't have happened. It ruined it everything. Too much. Like, the beats broke up. They're yeah. just straight up dating now. The rich girl is not rich anymore. Her father's no longer the mayor either. They just they changed too much. Roger is now rich because his, his family yeah. won the lottery. They just every character had a complete change. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, you need one or two to make a big change. The one thing that always pissed me off, there was always a uh, an in joke in the Nickelodeon series where every time Skeeter had a story about something that had happened, it was always happening to Skunky Beaumont. Yes, and then in the Disney series, they immediately debuted him. And he was just a stereotypical stoner guy. And I'm like, no, the in joke was that you never saw this kid. That was the joke, and they ruined it. That was it. something that happened in later uh, seasons of Happy Days. There was a lot of characters that they would re- refer to, and you never saw them, and then you started seeing them. Yeah. And it was, uh, but that was the good thing about the Red Green show. They talk about this guy named Moose Thompson, and they've nev- they never showed him. Sometimes hidden characters are the best characters. Like... They can do whatever, and you don't have to see it. They just can talk about it. Okay, then that's that's the Red Green show mostly. It's just them telling stories, and you don't even get to see what happened <laughs> at the time. That's funny. Yeah. But I would say that the show was, honestly, for, for a kid growing up, it was almost ahead of its time. Because it was it was so... The other... Rugrats focused on more childlike humor, and the... Uh, 
it was a relatable show, but in a different way. And it could skewer towards a younger audience. Ren and Stimpy featured the uh, more adult humor, so it could skewer towards an older audience. But Doug was right there in the middle. Doug appealed to everybody. So, yeah, it's definitely top tier. Yep. I agree. And as far as the other two are concerned, if we're, like, putting them in the tiers, I want to say that Rugrats would be A tier. And I honestly did not like Ren and Stimpy all that much. So... To me, it's a B tier. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about that in a sec. Let's quickly... lower it now. It just was kind of stupid most of the time. Yeah, let's let's quickly talk about Rugrats though, because the first three seasons of Rugrats are the seasons I grew up with. So mm-hmm. I always really liked those. I watched it for a little bit when it came back in 1998, but at that point, it was another one of those deals where too much stuff was starting to change. Suddenly, Tommy had a little brother. Uh, Chucky had. Uh, stepsister, like, and it, not that the characters oh, were sister into those hot Asian chicks. <laughs> not that the, uh, not that those were bad, bad ways to develop your characters and give them happy endings and everything. But I just, uh, I don't know. It, I kind of grew out of Rugrats because when it came back, that was around the point when I was. You know, I was starting to exit middle school around that point, so... Well, it was the point where um, I couldn't give up once they introduced, like, Lucy. It was just another kid in there, just for, like, the sake of diversity, which is cool and all, but, like, it was just one more kid to try to devote time to. Oh, you mean, you mean had Susie? Susie, yes, sir, Susie. Oh, I and like Susie, like, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it, it just adding another kid to try to do all this stuff with, it's just there's there was enough kids... Also, I just want to point out that Stu Pickles is 35, and Shit. that depresses me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let, let's be real. We probably look like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're, we're there now. We're all there in age, so. He's, 30, he's 35, but he looks like he's fucking 50, because that man has seen some stressful shit. But I always, I did like Rugrats. Um, Rugrats, of course, was the most popular of a lot of these early Nicktoons and lasted the longest. It wouldn't be... (laughs) It'll probably make my top 10, but it's not going to be near the top of the list. In fact, it might actually be number 9 or number 10. It deserves a spot on the list, but it's not going to be my my favorite overall. Uh, But I do very much... uh, I do very much like like the show and the ideas that it had. And I can go back and watch some old episodes of Rugrats and, and have fond memories of them again. And there's hella Doctor Who references in there. Oh, too. yeah, because they were fans. One of my favorite. The, the entire show is, is possibly a Doctor Who reference. Because I think, isn't Tommy supposed to be the Tommy's doctor? doctor that's, yeah. why, that's why he's got the screwdriver. Yeah, he's always he carrying the screwdriver. Yeah. Yep. I always liked uh, Angelica's line that she goes, now I got sponsibilities. What's that mean? It means I can't have fun for the rest of my life. And if that's, that's not growing up, I don't know what else is. <laughs> I do know that uh, Doug took place in Bluffington, which was a fictional town. The Rugrats never revealed where they took place, but it basically is a Southern California area. They've basically confirmed that. Yeah, so uh, I agree. Maybe not Southern, Eric, but... That's A tier. A tier. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 still a top tier show overall. Plus, I mean all the references you can still make. Everybody knows what Reptar is. 
And that Reptar yeah. Ice episode is an OG, is a great episode, too. Oh, like, like the episode where they go to the rental store and then the grandpa rent, rents like the, the Reptar movie and stuff, but he also rents an adult movie. Lonely Space Vixens. Oh, that's for after you go to bed. <laughs> there was some good adult humor in there. My favorite is when uh, they're, they got to have, they're, they're leaving the kids with Susie's like older sister to babysit. And they're just like, well, why can't uh, these guys babysit? And Stu goes, yeah, well, they're doing some male bonding thing. And he puts two of his index fingers together when he makes the reference. And I'm like, I never picked up on that. But <laughs> but there was, there was some funny references, like when Tommy convinces everybody to just get naked. And he looks over at Phil and only goes, hey, Lil, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Even as a kid, I got that. But that's funny. No, you can't touch it. Yours already fell off. <laughs> Funny references. But the show was good. One thing that always stuck out about Rugrats was they did great specials. They have a great Christmas special. They do the uh, the Passover special, which is fantastic. That's something that always stood out with Rugrats. I know they did a Hanukkah special. I don't really remember it that well. But I remember their Passover episode was perfect because if you don't not that familiar with Jewish holidays... That's actually a really good introduction to it. Because Tommy's, Tommy's half and half. Dee Dee's Jewish and Stu is Christian. So we got everything out of that. So you learn about Pesach. So yeah, top tier Rugrats. All right, so Ren and Stimpy. Let me quickly run through my memories of Ren and Stimpy. When I was a kid, this was my absolute favorite show. I loved Ren and Stimpy because of the gross-out humor and everything else. I cannot go back and rewatch this show. It doesn't do it for me anymore. There's a handful of jokes that do, like Happy Happy Joy Joy and Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence and Powdered Toast Man. But overall, I find the show to be slightly intolerable. I don't like that they attempted to do an adult show with it on Spike TV. It was terrible. I watched one episode, and I thought it was the most garbage thing I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, I would like to just stick with uh, Ren and Stimpy as a happy memory and leave it at that. I mean, yeah, that show got killed by ratings, uh, by by TV rating, like, um, when they... Because in the mid-'90s, they did the... Well, we're going to have to have ratings for TV shows like they do for movies and stuff. Yep. And Didn't they, like, move they, it over to MTV or something? Yeah, they quickly realized that, oh, wait, this show is not Y. It's not Y7. It's not G. It's not even PG. This can't be on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Some of that adult humor is definitely missed now. And here's the other thing. Other shows we're about to talk about did adult humor way better than Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy were, may have been the pioneer there for Nicktoons to, to get risque, but then other shows just did it better. And that was the other problem. Ren and Stimpy was a little too one-note for me. I think that's another reason why it doesn't hold up as well, because it was always the same thing. The dog's a, a hot-tempered, and the cat's an idiot, and they beat each other up and make booger and fart jokes. So... Yeah, I'd have to say that we, uh, good stuff, but back when I was including, a kid, but. Including an episode where there's a scene that's literally about ass fucking. Yes. With the, with the log. See, that's funny, but yeah. <clears throat> so I'll just go ahead and say Ren Stimpy is no longer in my top ten. And I don't envision it ever really coming back 
So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't a big fan. I thought it was funny. I haven't tried rewatching it. I don't think I. I mean, it wasn't funny enough, or I didn't enjoy it enough to it like to warrant a rewatch. Right. That's why I put it at B tier. But I do remember it. I got you. The next show we're going to talk about, though, is one of my top three. I have three Nicktoons that are top three, and I just realized we're going to talk about them in a row, so that actually makes this pretty easy. The first (laughs) one is Rocco's Modern Life. S-tier, for sure. S-tier, yes, exactly. This is S-tier. Not only does this show still hold up with its hilarious adult humor that is involved with it, but... The uh, the reboot was perfect, one hundred percent perfect. It was so good, it was. I need to go back and rewatch that entire series because, like, it, it's. I feel like it's been too long. I own the complete series on DVD, and I actually do watch not regularly, but I definitely will. Be like, I'm in the mood for some Rocco, so I'm gonna drop that up here talk about the kings of adult humor they were so good at it that entire scenes have been cut like when uh Rocco and Heifer are on a road trip and they go to the no-tell motel that has no vacancy and then a room clears up he goes oh we have a premature we have a premature departure how long do you want uh the whole night whoa the whole night whoo okay boys if you say so (laughs) <laughs> or when Heifer's sleeping with the cows and the guy comes out and hooks them all up to the milking machine and Heifer looks down and goes, wait a minute, I'm not. And then all of a sudden it starts pumping and he just gets this grin on his face and passes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you or when uh, they're foraging for food in the woods and Rocco grabs a berry off the bush and hears a scream and the bear jumps out grabbing its balls in pain and runs off. You could never get away with that stuff nowadays. Surprised we got away with it when we did. Yeah. Rocco on the sex hotline is the infamous one everybody remembers. Oh, my God. Special phone operator. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Rocco. Mrs. Big Head. And they just hang up. It's so (laughs) funny. And that was the other thing is like he's just trying to be an adult to live his life. And he's having adult problems, but they're doing it in such a slapstick way that kids can appreciate it. Getting a credit card and overspending, and then having the debt collectors come and get all his stuff. one of the best episodes. But Heffert keeps his special bowl because he sells one of his stomachs. Oh, yeah. Which then then goes to the bagpipe channel guy. (laughs) Yeah, and he's literally playing bagpipes on Heffert's stomach. And Heffert's extra stomachs. Oh my goodness, that's one of the best ones. Uh. <laughs> and he worked at Kind kind of a Lots O Comics. Kind Remember of a Lots O Comics, yeah. Kind but of a Lots O Comics. Sure. All right. But that's the other thing. They had great characters. Heifer was funny. Filbert was funny. The Big Heads were funny. Oh, and then they find like the fat head comic strip guy is. Oh yeah, son. and it and then yeah, Ralph, and, and he's actually voiced by the creator of the show. And then oh my god, yeah, it's it's great, it's good stuff. Like, Rocco's top tier. Never, 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 never. 
And then the reboot again was was absolutely perfect. Seeing them interact with uh, modern technology, which is something The Simpsons should have done. But yeah, Rocco is great, and it's super easy to watch because it's only four seasons, thirteen episodes apiece. Obviously, some of them are, most of them are two episodes each, like Doug and Rugrats were. But there's a couple that are the whole thing. Yeah, Wacky Deli, everybody remembers that. They get lost on the Bermuda Triangle. Heifers adopted by wolves. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good, and it still holds up. That's the thing. Love it. S tier. Okay, for my next favorite show, because like I said, all we're going to talk about all three of them in order, is Loud Scream. Ah! Real Monsters. Also S tier. Yeah. I agree with you. Criminally underrated show. Criminally underrated. Do not tell me Monsters Inc. was not inspired by this show. There's no Almost way. Definitely. They no they had to be. Yeah. Had to be. And it's such an easy concept of a show. Monsters are real and they scare they scare people to basically to survive. But they also have rules about how they scare people, which is why they learn how to scare. Because you can't, you still can't reveal yourself to the world. And they, and then when people do catch wind that they're real, they become psychotic, like the monster hunter, uh, which is voiced by Jim Belushi, by the way, Simon the monster hunter. And he becomes obsessed with capturing them. This had a Tim Curry voice role. Zimbo, the one-legged bee, and the Snorch was the bully. But it, you follow the three monsters are Ickis, Crum, and Oblina. Who are all unique in their own ways. They have they have abilities that they can do. And sometimes... <laughs> some, of, some of their abilities is just their eyeballs can roll around yeah. <laughs> and watch things. Crum has detached eyes, so he actually has some advantage there. Ickis has the power to grow. Oblina can, can shapeshift. And then, of course, you have the Gromble with his uh, his high heels. He's their their main student, their main uh, teacher. And then there's a uh, they always have some uh, some other students there. Like it turns out that Ickis, he's like the struggling monster to, to learn to catch it, but his father's like a legend, which is why Ickis struggles. Crumb's uh, dad is basically a. Uh, basically a kind of a slob like he is and he's only got the one eye because he lost one of them so he's got a black glove uh we learned that oblina came from a very rich family which is why she's got the accent yeah it's all and then there it's a very creative show they eat garbage but they can't really stomach human food very creative and it takes place in new jersey because the dump is in Newark. So I got to give the show even more love just for that. Oh, I thought the dump was Newark. Ha-ha! That's never heard that one before. Really? I've, I've heard it a lot. You know what? All of y'all... <laughs> <laughs> all y'all, all you freaking born and raised in... Not even raised, but born in New York can all eat it. I was not born in New York. <laughs> All right. Born in New York or grew up in New York, screw off. 
we gave you real monsters and real monsters is fantastic that's fair yeah it's a it's a criminally underrated show also one that i own the entire series on dvd and there was a rumor it never came to be factual that they had worked on a feature film and shelved the script because it was too dark for children yes it turned out to only be a rumor but you know what with all these other shows coming back and doing reboots or like hey arnold and invader zim doing the movies and everything like rocco did we need to get a real monsters return yes i'm aware that the voice actress who played oblina has passed away but she also voiced chucky finster and they're bringing rugrats back in a new series so i'm just saying are they really Yes, they are, and it looks terrible because it's computer animated and not good computer animation. Go find the the trailer for it and tell me what you think. Not now. We're recording, but you know what I mean. Right. And now my third top-tier Nicktoon. My third S-tier Nicktoon. Does it start with the last letter of the alphabet? No. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. No, we're not at Zim yet. We're not there yet. Plus, that show starts with Invader. It does start with Invader, yes. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it starts with the word, hey, and ends with the word, oh. Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Yes, this was my third top tier. These were the three Nicktoons I had the most fond memories of. They're also the three Nicktoons I own the complete series on DVD. Yeah, hey, Arnold is, is S tier for me, too. Uh, yeah. My top three are Doug, Hey, Arnold, and... Uh... You know what I like about Hey Arnold? Okay, say what you will about Doug and Rugrats, but Hey Arnold is the most grounded show that they ever did with Nicktoons. It's kids growing up in the city. And creator Craig Bartlett based on his own real-life experiences growing up in Portland. Yes, the city is mostly modeled after Portland with hints of New York City involved. And we never really hear the name of the city until we got the movie. Hey, we didn't even get Arnold's last name until we got the movie. Not the, the movie theatri- not the theatrical movie, which was okay. The Jungle movie, which was the the straight-to-TV film they did in 2016 that concluded the series officially. Revealed Arnold's last name, the name of the city, and even what happened to his parents. And it was perfect. That's why Hey Arnold cannot actually reboot. Hey Arnold had to be the, the movie and had to stay there. Uh, yeah, but this was another one. It had great characters. It had great episodes. It was funny, but it was real and down to earth. Everybody, can, you know, and all those characters are legendary. Everybody remembers Arnold, Gerald, and Helga, but you also remember Arnold's crazy grandparents and all the yeah. crazy borders that he lived with. And then Helga's alcoholic mother and a and neglectful father who was king of the beeper emporium and then in the jungle movie they reveal that his business is dead and he doesn't know what to do it's a good movie or movie show i need to see the movie yeah it's find hey arnold the jungle movie and watch it it's stunningly perfect like I can't get over how good it is and, and what if a it's on prime fantastic job they did with it I don't think it is uh I actually had to well this was back when I had cable I had to DVR it 
So I don't know where you can find it. It's probably on that Paramount Plus streaming service. But, you know, what if it's on the internet? You can find it. So we'll just leave it at that. Find Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie, and watch it. It's so good. It's so perfect. So that oh, those- One of the best things about that show is that the bully is a girl, and it's not because she actually hates him. No, she has a super big crush on him. And there's another kid who's got a crush on her, and she always punches him in the face, and it's funny. And there's so many interesting characters between all the kids. Eugene, the unlucky kid. Stinky, the the country bum who lives in the city. Uh, Sid, the little the kid who's a total poser. Curly, who's legitimately insane. <clears throat> Harold, who's... He's been left back so long that because he has his bar mitzvah, which means he's probably like 12 or 13. He's still in Arnold's class. And then what I actually appreciated was the kids were voiced by kids. And when the original voice of Arnold got too old to be Arnold's voice, he voiced the, the fifth grade bully Wolfgang instead. So he still got to be part of the show. He was just an older character. And I love that they did that. S tier Nicktoon. S tier Nicktoon. Okay, our next Nicktoon is one that's criminally under the radar, and that was called Kablam. Do you guys ever watch Kablam? That was nope. one of those nope. uh, shows where it was made up of different things. Yes, it was a variety cartoon. Yeah. Hosted by Henry oh. and June. And of the stuff it consisted of, it had. Sniz and Fondue, Action League Now, Life with Loopy, Prometheus and Bob, The Offbeats, and then some other stuff that sometimes they were one-offs and other times they got their own thing out of it. And with the power to melt. Action League Now was everybody's favorite because it was so easy. It was just action figures in a house, stop motion animation, and then a lot of the action scenes were them just throwing the, the figure in front of the camera. Yeah, it was The Flesh who was who is super strong and super naked, Thunder Girl who flies like thunder, Stinky Diver, the Navy Commander with the unfortunate odor, and Meltman, which was just a G.I. Joe they, they melted in the sun. I look because, like, the girl is literally just a girl. It's a girl's doll. It's not even, it doesn't fit the aesthetic of the other characters at all. Yeah. She's just, like, the big foot-tall doll. <laughs> That's why it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> the show was so damn funny. They ruined it by making it its own thing because, like I say, you can't you can't do too much of a good thing that almost always never works, and it didn't. Action League now was not supposed to work better as a short series. But if I'm being honest with myself, Prometheus and Bob was my favorite thing because it had no dialogue, just slapstick comedy. It's an alien who comes to Earth and using a remote control camera tries to educate a caveman and it's all the bumbling of him not getting anything right. There's no real dialogue in it. And there's a monkey who's an asshole. That was easily the best one, above and beyond. But Kablam! was fantastic. Criminally underrated. Uh, It probably would end up in the B tier just because of the fact that it really doesn't have a legacy. Really? But yeah, it was good. And if you can find it, I recommend it. Next one, The Angry Beavers. This was a fun little show. Norbert and Daggett are two beavers living on their own. I do remember this one. Um, I wouldn't say it had like a a 
crazy following for it. No. Like, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I don't know. A tier, I guess. A or B. Can we? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say B tier, and I'm going to move Ren and Stimpy down to C tier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what I appreciated about Angry Beavers. The characters were – the characters had good chemistry with each other, which is what made it work. It was almost like having somebody like a Brian Griffin who's cocky and somewhat intelligent but also not as smart as he thinks he is interact with a lovable, doofy character like an Andy Dwyer who deserves more credit than he should be getting. If that makes sense to anybody. I really, I, I did like this show, and not as much as the other stuff we've we've talked about, though. But one thing that I always remember about Angry Beavers is they always had, they were always watching bad B movie horror, and all the dialogue was always like really clunky, to mock those old B movies with the bad acting. It's like, help, save us! There's an enormous brain eating brain coming this way, <laughs> and I always got a kick out of that because that was a good parody. Just the bad acting and, like, the obvious, like, they're watching the movie and the obvious spaceship on strings type of thing. I like that they always had them watching bad movies. Yes, Angry Beavers. Good stuff, but not great stuff. All right. Your opinions might vary, but the next one we're going to talk about is Cat Dog. So I was done with it at the end of the first episode. Yeah. So far, this is the G-tier. least. Yeah. This is the least <laughs> of, of the Nicktoons. I. It was like the first episode is cat likes hot dogs or something, and that inconveniences the dog. And then the second half is the dog chases the mailman all day, and that inconveniences the cat. And I was like, that's it. That's the show. You're done after one episode. I did not care for this show at all. Uh, I know some people have some fond memories of it. I really don't. You know why? Because if you if you break down the cat and the dog personalities, it's just Norbert and Daggett, except they're stuck together. So I don't feel like there was a lot of originality other than let's have cat and dog jokes instead of beaver jokes. It just did not feel... It was just wasn't as good to me as the other stuff we'd seen. I don't... I have no desire to go back and watch Cat Dog in any way, shape, or form. So... Yeah, it's it's low for me. So the title yeah. sucks. <laughs> do you remember the marketing for the episode by any chance? Because I do. This is what drew me to watch it. All the marketing, it kept calling it cat dog. But all the marketing was just live videos of kittens or puppies, right? So I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be. There were no details about what the show was. And then I'm watching the intro, and it gets to that point where they're showing them, like, in separate pictures, and then it cuts to the body together. And I'm like, I had a sneaking suspicion that's what they were going to do with a cat dog, and I'm not sure I'm going to like this, and I did not. Cat dog was a utility... The highlight was the rat that lived inside. Oh, yeah, Winslow, voiced by the same guy who did Rocka, Charlie Adler. He was a funny character. But, yeah, I have no desire to go back and watch cat dog in any way shape or form i didn't even know there was a rat so yeah there was uh 
The next show that they did was called Oh Yeah Cartoons. This was Nickelodeon's answer to Cartoon Cartoon on Cartoon Network, which, as you know, that show launched Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo and all that stuff, right? But this was Nickelodeon's answer, and I don't think it really launched anything other than Fairly Odd Parents, which we'll get to. But it was just, it was an anthology show. I never really watched it. It was a utility show. If it was on and I was in the, and I had it on my TV, then I watched it, but I didn't necessarily pay attention to it. So I don't know if you have any memories of that show whatsoever. Nope. I'm essentially, I'm other than rocket power. I believe I am done at this point. Okay. The next show is the wild thornberries. Uh, B tier. Yeah, decent show for what it was, but not a standout show. Although, let's be honest, Tim Curry as Nigel Thornberry was the greatest thing. Yes. He was the highlight. He was just a big asshole. It was positively smashing. He, he, it was, uh, I like how the show wasn't even about him, but he's the highlight. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about the older daughter that can talk to the animals, right? You know, it's about Nigel. It should be about Nigel anyway. It would have been a more interesting show. That was the thing, though, right? was like, okay, once you get past the stereotype that she can talk to the monkey and he's actually really intelligent and the little kid they found in the jungle isn't, you're almost over it at that point because that's all the jokes that they had there. And, like, the stereotypical teenage daughter who's kind of just along for the ride because they live in this giant house that's on wheels, like... She never, she wasn't any more interesting than any of the older character stereotypes on previous shows. In fact, she was sometimes just really annoying. I would have rather just watched Clarissa Explains It All at that point. So, yeah, but I liked it for what it was, but I wouldn't necessarily go nuts over it. And I watched the the crossover movie, The Rugrats Go Wild, because I, I was intrigued by the concept and wanted to see these characters interact together. And it was just kind of disappointing. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It How was do they just... do with the animation stuff? Because the one is the classy Supo. Yeah. No, they just they just all interacted together. They 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 shaded it differently so that everybody was like the same shade. Okay. But yeah, and the big the big reveal was that because Eliza can talk to animals, she can talk to Spike, and Spike's voiced by Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yes. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really have much to say about the show. Although the concept is good. The next Nicktoon is the one I never got into, but probably the most popular show that Nickelodeon's ever done, and that's SpongeBob. I'm not a SpongeBob guy, mm-hmm. but I, w- I will acknowledge why it's popular. Uh, it's here. It's okay. I like it. But, like... I like it for the memes that it produces. Yeah. There's no individual episode where I'm like, oh, you got to see this episode. It was really fucking good. And it's mostly involves Patrick being stupid or Squidward getting like really angry. That's just a combination of the, the individual jokes are really funny, but that doesn't mean the episode as a whole works. Correct. And that's a little disappointing. When I, I have that Instagram page where I do uh, characters as Pokemon trainers, and 
That's actually where I kind of took a hiatus because I had a request to do SpongeBob characters and it was difficult for me because I'm not overly familiar with the show material. And after I did like five SpongeBob characters, I'm like, I'm not having fun with this anymore. Now I'm doing Harry Potter characters and I'm having a blast with it again because I know Harry Potter stuff. SpongeBob, I understand and appreciate its appeal. It's not a show that I enjoy, but I don't have to enjoy something to understand its appeal. I also don't like Friends or Seinfeld, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're bad shows. They're just not for me. That's the thing, right? Just I mean, Dan doesn't like the Big Bang Theory, but he knows why I like it. You don't have to like something just to understand why it's popular. I like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, exactly. You don't have to... You guys love Doctor Who. I didn't end up getting into it, really, but wasn't my thing. That's just how it is. SpongeBob's not for me, but I will totally appreciate its uh, its humor and everything. So, anything else you want to say about SpongeBob other than holy shit? Let's. It's I can't yeah, believe can skip over him now. I can't believe how long it lasted. It, it's actually still going. So it it really is still going. It's never dying. It, I think it can last forever because the whole show revolves. around around little fucking one-liners, man. There's no coherent story to it at all. Do you know what it is? And this is funny because of what color SpongeBob is. It's the kids' version of The Simpsons. That's exactly what it is. I mean, at this point, yeah. Um, Well, I'm happy for, like, the cast. Like, Tom Kenny uh, grew up where I grew up in the Syracuse area. And... The, the guy that plays Patrick Starr was Dauber on Coach. He was in The Hunchback of Notre Dame using his Patrick voice. Oh, yeah? Hey, make way for the king! For the captain! Yeah, he's, he plays a dum-dum. No, this is Patrick. See, stuff like that's funny to me. Or, or the Plankton one? I don't know. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you all in therapy. You got you got to deal with the one-liners, yeah. All right, what's your opinion on rocket power? It's fun. At this point, I was sort of off the Nicktoon kick. I was pretty much on it, but it was uh, on Sunday morning as well. We were getting ready for church, so we watched it. Gotcha. Um, so we watched a lot of them. That's where one of was... my favorite lines ever is. There's. Sand in the potato salad. <laughs> I'm on uh, the same boat as Chris, where like this is around the time where I started like leaning away. At this point, I was more into the com- the uh, Comedy Central and Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was out except for that that, that it was on yeah. Sunday morning. Now, I'll I'll say this. What I have seen of Rocket Power, I did enjoy. And again, I understand why people liked it. But it just, it was one of those deals that it kind of just, it was at that point where it wasn't for me anymore. Nicktoons weren't really my thing. And once I missed out on this one, the next show in line was As Told by Ginger. And I never saw any of that. Nope. Yeah. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Till today. Yep, it was a, it was, it was, a, it was another uh, teenage, you know, teenage girl kind of story. Um, I'm sure it was popular for what it was, but like, I just, uh, yeah, it just was one of those things where 
Eh, yeah. Apparently, what's good for that, if you are a fan of that show, when Paramount Plus launches, you're going to get the uh, some of the unaired episodes. So that's actually pretty cool. That you can see some of the stuff that never made it. The next show was The Fairly Odd Parents. And here's... Um, yeah? I, on the tier rating, I want to give this... An A plus. Me too. Wasn't quite S tier, but okay. it's definitely better than A tier. So here's here's where the Fairly Odd Parents fell in for me. I was kind of off the Nicktoon kick at this point, as we just established, right? So I wasn't really watching the Nicktoons. So this show was airing already when I first got into it. I got into the show when I was in college, which is when a lot of people rediscovered kids shows. Because my very good friend Jason that I was in classes with in at Sussex County Community College and our friend Pat, who Dan and I did our wrestling podcast with for many years, were both constantly talking about this show and how funny it was and how much adult humor was in it. And the one-liners were off the chain. And I'm like, and this is a Nicktoon? They're like, yeah, dude, you've got to try it. And okay, so by the time... I started watching it, it's like 2003, 2004, so there was already five seasons of it. So I, of course, was getting all the great content, because that was at its its absolute peak, before it kind of ended, went on hiatus, and came back and ruined the show with a kid and other new characters that nobody really liked. But the reason this show was so funny was because this was incredibly quick, witted, one-liner humor. That was all over the place. Every character had a quirk, and they never overdid their quirks. Yes, we get it. Cosmo's a dummy, but we're never overdoing it to the point where you're sick of him. Yeah, Timmy's parents are neglectful assholes, but we're never overdoing it. The villains are hysterical. Jorgen's hysterical. Mr. Crocker freaking out every time he mentions fairy godparents is hysterical. They did this show right. They the pacing on the show was perfect for what they were trying yeah. to accomplish. And it was a Bruce Hartman show. Mm-hmm. And he and that was another one of those things where like he was so damn good that he created Danny Phantom. Which I've You never, know, I was gonna say that. I yeah. was gonna say like the two shows that I watched outside of our normal like Odd Parents generation, Danny Phantom, right? Of, yep, those two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never There's seen ass for fairly odd parents, dude. Tara Strong, Darren Norris, Gray Delisle, Carlos El- Carlos Elizraki, Carrie Walgren. That's main cast members. Holy shit! Yeah. So of course we got we got some Rocco in there. He was also on uh, uh, Reno Nine One One, and he's the voice of Spyro, Carlos Elizraki. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, it's such a great, you know, Icky Vicky, and then you have Chris Kirkpatrick as Chip Skylark, releases a best-selling song. Adam gets ass kicked worse than those little limp biscuit bastards. Jay Leno as the Crimson Chin. Norm <laughs> MacDonald was always on it. They got Adam West, Alec Baldwin, Ben Stein, Jackie Mason. They, the, the cast was amazing. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, they... They had a fantastic cast. They knew what they were doing. They never overkilled anything to the point where you got sick of it. 
And that's what I always appreciated about the show. And again, because it had the subtle adult humor, but now I'm watching it as a college student, so I get everything. Timmy running to his room with toilet paper in his hand, being like, uh, just going to my room now. Like, what's he about to do? I'm jerking it. So, I never watched Danny Phantom, but I have heard that I would enjoy it even now. So, I've, I've got that on my list. But the next Nicktoon we're going to talk about is the other one I discovered later, after it had already aired and been canceled, and that was Invader Zim. An S tier for me. Because this show was so perfect, and I'm really glad. I still haven't actually watched the entire series. I have it, and I kind of fell off on it, so I haven't watched Enter the Florpus because I refuse to until I finish the series. But I am going to go back and give Invader Zim another full-on watch because, oh my god, the show was so hysterical. It, it's fucking great, and Gurr is such an amazing, like... <laughs> Character. I'm gonna sing Gurr the Doom voice like now. My, my, yeah. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Oh, when they like go around the like it's uh, it's all on the, the very first episode. They go around the planet and they're like, "Girl, what did you learn?" I saw a squirrel. He was doing like this. <laughs> I was like, I lost my fucking mind, dude. Yeah, it's so good. so good. It's so good. So good. And that's another thing. I'm glad I watched it when I did because I was older and this was this is after college. I had actually sat on this show for a really long time because I never had a way to watch it until it was released on DVD. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this because it's been everybody's obsessed with it. It's always uh, it's one of those things that everybody talks about. It's got great references and it's going to be an easy watch. And as soon as I watched the first episode, I'm like, yup, I get it. So, Zim, I, I am an Invader Zim fan, and I, ah, uh, they should have just brought it back. All right, uh, we're getting into that tier now where we're not going to be talking about a lot of these pretty in depth, but Action League now got its own series. It lasted one season, 12 episodes, because it was a mistake to do it. Yeah, you're, you're good with five minute little segments in an anthology show. Yeah, the whole episode yeah. didn't do it. Uh, they created a show called Chalk Zone. Interesting concept where the kid can cr basically create anything in, in this magical world of chalk. Uh, but again, I didn't really watch it because I was out of the Nicktoon thing at that point. But creative concept, I'll give it that. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, which I believe is the first Nicktoon to get a movie first and then get a series because of the movie. I don't... I think it was the first one, right? It definitely had... It, it was a... In the theaters, full-on movie. Yeah, full-on movie, and it was popular enough to get its own show. And I never watched Jimmy Neutron, but all of my knowledge of Jimmy Neutron came from the Universal Ride. Yeah, that's all you really need to know. Yeah. Apparently, I was told that the uh, the ride, the movements of the ride itself <laughs> didn't change until the dance, second dance at the end. Yes, I, they, I was they, aware they, of that, too. They kept the original Hanna-Barbera 
movements and then added the chicken dance at the end and that was it my favorite part of that ride was the very first scene when you burst out through nickelodeon studios and every nicktoon ever is running for cover as you're flying through except for rugrats spongebob and fairly odd parents which had their own ride incorporations but all the other characters the rocco characters the doug characters they're all there you just have to try and find them really quickly i used to go on that ride just for that scene to try to find them that chicken dance made me so sick to my stomach though ugh yeah, it makes everybody sick to their stomach. And now it's a Minions ride, so you can really be sick to your stomach. Uh, after we got we got that, we got the All Grown Up show. That was the Rugrats spinoff, where we got to see them as uh, basically like middle school kids. A concept that I do appreciate, because that's an easy show to to capitalize on, right? Obviously, they're babies. What is it going to be like when they get grown up? And they did that episode, and it was one of the few newer season Rugrats episodes I actively watched. That and the one with the Real Monsters cameo, because Real Monsters. But all grown up, they did an episode where you get to see what what they're like, what their lives are like, and that turned into a whole show. Uh, again, I think that was kind of a mistake to do a whole show out of it, because they ran out of material, because it just became a generic teenager show right i've seen a couple of episodes and that's really all it was but uh, i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure i i saw like one episode but you know I didn't see any didn't of it, so. good concept and i appreciate the concept but again didn't need to be done after that you get my life as a teenage robot which i've never seen so i cannot comment on it then Dan- then danny phantom which you've already said is worth watching <clears throat> maybe yes. i'll that's another one that's like it's a tier. Let's see. It's only fifty three episodes. That's not so bad. I can get through that. Three seasons, fifty three episodes. Yeah, I'll look into that. And now for the big one. This is the last one we're probably going to talk about because after this we probably haven't seen anything. And if you have, let me know. But uh, that would of course be Avatar: The Last Airbender. Another show S plus. Yeah, (laughs) considered by many to be Nickelodeon's greatest show of all time. And while I wouldn't go that far watching the series, I was like, damn, this is really friggin good. And I'll get I tell I already covered this on the previous episodes of this show. I'll tell you guys this. If you want to watch this, just get over the fact that you are watching a kid show. So there's a lot of kid humor in it and a lot of oversimplified stuff. But just watch it for the adventure. The um, watch it for the how these different tribes interact and what their powers are, and how you realize they can all evolve. Just between Toph learning more than Earthbending, and then oh my god, when uh, I, I think the one that really got me was when uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the character names because I'm terrible at, at names in general. <clears throat> the main girl. Sokka's sister. Uh, yeah, you're blanking on it too. I'm so terrible yep. at these. K- Katara. Okay, well, what you do? Katara. Katara yeah. I was I was trying to call her Korra, and I knew that wasn't right. I have not seen Legend of Korra yet, but I will watch that because of this show. But yeah, when Katara learns what she can actually do with water bending and how insanely dangerous that is, I'm not even going to spoil this for people. It's so crazy good it really is it was it ended up being a crazy good show (laughs) that i really appreciated it has a great arcing storyline 
Everything ties in. Things come back that are important. The poor guy just wanted his cabbages. Like... <laughs> Can I just say my favorite joke in this fucking series? Yes. Was when, uh, what's his name? Sokka... Yeah, they go through this like dark place, and he goes, "Oh no, it's so dark, I can't see." And then Toss just like, "Oh no, how terrible!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is great. Oh, that must be Literally terrible for that. you. Oh, oh t- was the best fucking thing, dude! It really uh, and the character development, Zuko's character development is so good. Uncle Iroh and Iroh, Uncle everybody Iroh, loves man. Uncle Iroh. Yeah. And, but that's the whole thing. Like, don't stereotype just because what these are. Oh, and I have to mention, Fire Lord Ozai is voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> so, could you ask for a better villain? No. Well, at this point, I don't think Mark Hamill could voice a, a good character. <laughs> He's the quintessential Joker. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And I'm again, it's another one that... I, I waited a little too long to, I think, get my maximum enjoyment out of it because I was a little too old to understand, to appreciate and get over some of the kitty humor that's in it. But when I take the kitty humor out, this is such a top tier show, not just a Nicktoon, a show. This might be one of the best kid shows ever made, period. It's really good. And again, it's only three seasons and it was perfect because it didn't need to go any further. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. They knew where it was going to go, and it got there. And it has a satisfactory ending. You can't go wrong with that. And now I will eventually watch Legend of Korra as a result of this show. Is there any other Nicktoons that you guys watch that you want to talk about? Because after this, I haven't even heard of some of these shows. I have no uh- idea. No, I don't think there's any other show after this. I don't have the list in front of me, so... Yeah. The next, show, the next show is called Cat Scratch, and the only thing I know about that is that Wayne Knight was a voice of one of the cats. I've never... No, I think, I think we can end it there. I yeah, think there the you go. listening to us probably, like, have never heard of these either. <laughs> We're pushing it now. Angry Beavers like the rest of us. Yeah, probably, <laughs> but yeah. All right, so those are your Nicktoon memories. Well, guys, we've ran pretty long. Uh... That video game hero swap segment we wanted to do, I think we should save that for next week. That'll give some people more time to chime in because Brian kind of hijacked that thing. He has some great entries, but those will require, like, actual discussion. (laughs) And I really want to give people an opportunity to uh, follow through on this. So I'll mention that we didn't get to it on this episode and really try hard to get people to... uh, to chime in here. But really quickly, let's just do one this week before we wrap up. And that was, what if... Because, uh, Dan, you had a sample, right? Like Mario and Link, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, that's, the, that's the basic one. Yeah. I, didn't give it, I didn't even list that when I made the post. Though. Well, Brian went a little further. What if Trevor from GTA Five switched places with Mario in any of the games? And he wrote, Bowser wouldn't know what hit him, and I can't feel enough sympathy for Princess Peach. <laughs> Also, the amount of chaos Mario could cause in Los Santos would be incalculable with his abilities. Well, I don't know. See, that's one of the things, right? If if it's just Mario going to Los Santos, he's a plumber. He can't do shit besides be a plumber. He can jump high, but that's about yeah, it. He can jump pretty high because the flower is part of the Mushroom Kingdom. The star is part of the Mushroom Kingdom. So now we're dealing with... Tre- tre- 
Trevor Phillips touching the flower. <laughs> Trevor Phillips would just run up to Goombas and start punching them. <laughs> Something Mario didn't think of doing until freaking RPG. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, can you imagine Trevor with an invincibility star just yeah. running, killing everything like, in his path? Like 20 seconds, nothing, nothing's nothing. That's what's funny about Grand Theft Auto is the first time you meet Trevor, like current day Trevor in the game, he's just fucking a, a hooker from behind or a trailer park trash girl. Just, and he sees his friend on TV and he starts freaking out. And that's your introduction to Trevor. And then he stops the awesome protagonist from the Lost in the Damned expansion to death. Yes. Yes. And he you're does. like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> Trevor in the Mushroom Kingdom would be insane. If you're dealing with a basic Mario game, he's going to win single-handedly. Uh, if you're dealing with even even something like Mario Odyssey, just imagine what he would do with that hat where he could take over people's bodies. Just think about that for a second. It's as creepy as you would think. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor would... Trevor... So Mario would probably... Maybe not be smart enough to go back to go to Los Santos with a whole supply of these items to help him. He'd probably have to go back to the Mushroom Kingdom, get stuff, and then realize he's got power. But you know Trevor would collect that stuff and bring it with him. And when he got back to Los Santos, he'd become king of the city. Yeah, and you know Trevor, like, he would use it for a while. And then he would be like, wait, I should stockpile this shit and start selling it like I do with drugs. Yep. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> And he just has a warehouse full of question blocks because you don't know what's in there. But, hey, worst case scenario, coin. Dude, you know what he would do? He would pay people to, to hit a question block. Or, no, he would have people pay him to hit a question block. He'd be like, come on, you give me a couple couple of bucks here. I'll let you hit one. You get to keep what's inside. And then if it's something good, he beats the shit out of them and takes it for himself. <laughs> He'd probably give them their money back, too, because that would be his way out of it, right? Like, here's your damn money, but get the hell out of here. You're done. And he had to come up. He'd have to, like, get somebody smarter than him to find ways to just capture these things without using them, right? Like, you gotta you gotta catch the mushroom that makes people bigger, but you can't touch it. Oh, my God, yes. Because you'll get bigger. Yes. And have to beat the shit out of you and fire you. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much does it. Oh, uh, can you imagine the price for a one-up shroom? Oh my god, an extra life! You know, first of all, Trevor doesn't need an extra life. <laughs> that might actually be a disaster and a half to give him an extra life. <clears throat> god, yeah, that. Would oh, be and he finds like the the loophole like in Mario One where there's the spot where there's the um, the troopa on the stairs. And if you jump on it at just the right time, you'll keep jumping on it and just keep scoring points. <laughs> they to the wouldn't point be... where you start getting an extra man every time you jump on it. He wouldn't be. Uh... <laughs> he wouldn't even be. Uh... <laughs> uh, what's it called? He wouldn't be uh, jumping on it. He would just be punching it into the thing, collecting those <laughs> lives. So yeah, good God. Well, guys, that's going to uh, wrap up this week's edition of the Nerd Table. That'll be a preview to next week's segment that I hope you guys will enjoy. Oh, there is a, 
there's an announcement we didn't make, and it is in the show. So okay, go we for will it. be covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but because of the new schedule, we will be doing it a week later. Yes. So unlike the WandaVision stuff, because we, where we were recording on Saturdays, we're going to be recording at a time when this stuff's dropping anyway, and we won't have time to watch it because. Eric and I might get some other stuff done before we do Nerd Table, and then we record Nerd Table pretty much after Dan wakes up. So we're not going to have time to watch this stuff. So the good news for you guys is we're not going to spoil anything this time around. Uh, but there will be no excuses here because Falcon and Winter Soldier released on March 19th, which is when we're recording this, and you won't be listening to our review of it until the following Sunday, which would be the 28th, which means there'll already be a second episode out, and we'll only be talking about the first one. So our week behind schedule is no excuse. Because I think my rule with uh, with TV shows is 48 hours anyway before you, should, you can discuss spoilers. Uh, I'll even say three days, I think, is more than fair. Because after those three days, if you were really that dedicated to watching the show, you would have found a way to watch it by now. I think that's a fair spoiler thing. I've always said two weeks for movies, two days for TV shows is a good spoiler ground. After that, I refuse to promise anything. Because if I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier by Monday when I go to work and they're talking about it, fuck me, right? I should have watched it over the weekend. I had plenty of time. Anybody want to disagree with that? You can. I mean, we're still going to end the show with it, so in case it's still an issue for you, you'll have that out, but that's what we're doing. We'll give, yeah, we'll give the warning. There you go. We'll give a warning. but So that'll conclude this week's episode. A lot of fun stuff here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that Nicktoon reflection because that should bring back a lot of memories for you guys. Uh, if you got more ideas for the entertainment challenge, I'm all for it. I'll keep talking about Yu Yu Hakusho as I watch it. I don't know. I, I'm not a binger. Not only am I not really into binging shows anyway, I only like to watch one or two episodes a day because I kind of like to savor my TV shows. But my schedule doesn't really allow me to binge. So I'll watch them when I can, and I'll let you guys know where I get on that. Uh, the video game hero swap segments in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the nerd table pod, or just go to and search the nerd table fan community on Facebook and join the group. You'll have another whole week to contribute, but then we are going to do that on next week's episode. Until that time, I'm Chris, that's Dan, and that's Eric. And these are our sexy NPR voices. And we would like to bid you a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful weekend, and may your week ahead be full of joy. Gentlemen, please give your conclusions in your sexy voices now. Uh, I think it was a beautiful time, and I'll catch you next week. Uh, I would say uh, keep it crispy. Indeed. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. And pleasant dreams. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.